Jennifer is here to discuss a sensitive subject we all need to talk and think about. Here now is Jennifer Graziano and Time to Talk. Good morning, Westchester. It's 9 a.m. on Monday, and that means it's time to talk with me, Jen Graziano. I'm a licensed funeral director who oversees my family's funeral homes. Cox and Graziano of both Americ and Greenwich and the Zion Memorial Chapel of Westchester. Every Monday, I come to you discussing important topics and sensitive matters that all of us need to pause and reflect upon at some point. And through this show, I hope to provide the platform to do so. If you're joining us on this beautiful Monday on WVOX, a Whitney Global Media Station, we'll take questions, comments, and calls to 914-636-0110. And good morning to all in the control room, led by none other than Vinny. And good morning, Facebook Live viewers. Happy to have you join us this morning. Tim Judge, GreenwichLocal.com, man behind the camera. So I am joined by a very interesting guest, as always today, quite unique in her background. She is an attorney-turned-nurse, which I think attorney-funeral director is a little unconventional, but I think she's got me beat on that. Um, But a wonderful resource discussing aging issues. I had the privilege of working with her last week in an event, and she's the administrator of Sterling Home Care. Ricky Goldstein joins us on the line. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, Jen. Nice to be here. Wonderful to chat with you on this Monday. Um, I I do want to talk about that interesting career pivot. You have a very interesting background. Can you tell our listeners and viewers a bit about yourself? Absolutely. I love when I meet hybrids. I mean, I consider (laughs) you a hybrid as well. And I think it's fantastic. I think it's wonderful these days that you're not stuck in a certain career path like way back when, you know, my parents were born knowing they wanted to be doctors. Um, In this day and age, you can reinvent yourself. And And I love that. I love that you're not trapped in a certain career path. So um, I am a practicing attorney for many, many years, and I was a criminal prosecutor both in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah. So not not even, you know, like a MedMal attorney. You really, this was a full pivot. This was a 180. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so criminal prosecutor for Lauderdale. Keep going. Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and then I moved up to Connecticut, and I was the uh, domestic violence prosecutor in Norwalk for quite a while, and, um, you know, there's lots of, you know, um, brutality, and uh, with the territory of domestic violence comes wounds, bruises, scrapes, cuts, etc., Now, my parents are doctors, and I was raised in a very medical-oriented family. My grandfather was a doctor. My grandmother was a nurse. And when I was a little girl, I used to press flowers in medical books. So none of the, the blood, the guts, the gore ever bothered me. At the dinner table, my parents would be discussing my mom is a vascular surgeon. Okay. My dad was a pulmonologist. Okay. And they would discuss literally, you know, different scenarios, different cases, and the kids would participate. They're somewhat eclectic, uh, brilliant professors. And so it was a little bit of a different upbringing. So I did have my feet in the medical world all the time from my home life. And so when the victims would come in and I'd, I'd prep them for trial, I would meet with them. Um, 
I would notice their bruises, their wounds. And one particular victim who, who I adored, um, she had 52 stitches across her face from being beat up from her, her husband multiple times. And it it was awful. It was awful. And trying to negotiate, um, you know, she was African-American and, you know, she wanted her face back and I was negotiating, you know, do we do cosmetic surgery? I was talking with the doctors. Will it scar? Is she going to have pigmentation scarring across her face? What's the best way? And, you know, she would sit with me. We would talk to the experts together. And I was really hand-holding her through the process. And one day, you know, I said to her, I said, you know, that doesn't look good. This part of your, your stitches, this looks infected. And she said, you know, my English is not great. Please call the doctor for me. I said, sure, why not? And I called the doctor and I described the wound and I said it smelled a little bit. There was a little bit of discharge. And his response was, very good catch nurse. You know, I'm going to call in antibiotics. Call me back in a week to report. And I said, wait, wait, what? I said, no, no, I'm calling as a friend of hers. You know, I'm a prosecutor. You know, she's here with me right now. Her English is not great. And he said, oh, I thought you were a doctor or nurse. (laughs) And fast forward, um, I was very close to this woman. And uh, we worked out a very, very good um, negotiation settlement for her. And she said to me, she said, you know, if you went to trial, I would never have shown up for you. She said, you've always shown up for me. And you show up for all of us. And most of us leave you standing there in the courtroom. We don't show up for trial. And I'm not going to go into the ups and downs of being a domestic violence prosecutor. It it, it really, that's a a totally separate show that we can do. And an awful reality, an awful reality in our world that so many people face on so many different levels as well. Exactly. Exactly. But she said to me, go be a doctor, go be a doctor. You saved my face. She said, you need to be a doctor. And I looked at her, I said, I'm in my forties, I'm old. And she said, you should do it anyway. And uh, I thought to myself, how am I going to do this? You know, I'm single mommy, I have a kid. And I found a program, um, a really good accelerated program and I went back to school wow. in my late, you know, my 40s, and I did nursing school. And I got my Bachelor's of Science in Nursing in an accelerated program, 35 hours a week. I worked as a legal consultant at night, um, have a few more gray hairs from that years to show for it. But I, I became a nurse, and I, you know, I still I still use my legal knowledge, but I love it. And I never looked back. That is a fascinating career journey. Um, again, I keep using the word pivot, but it, it really, it's so much more than that. And through your work, so much positive, you were able to effectuate in the lives of the, of the clients that you've helped, but you're able to take that and now bring it to a new level. And, you know, I think the sensitive conversations that you must be part of working now with the aging population, adult children, relatives, caregivers, 
I think you are you probably have a heightened sensitivity having done that work in, in domestic violence and being present through uncomfortable conversations for so long. Um, but quite a different realm you find yourself in now. So you are in the home care realm, correct? Correct. I'm the administrator and run the medical side of Sterling Care. It's like the top agency located in Greenwich. Uh, we are the highest rated stars and outcomes. And um, I'm very lucky. My, my clinical staff, my nurses, my therapists, they are just, they're superstars. And they really, really, I mean, throughout COVID, um, these clinic, these, you know, these clinicians put on the N95s, they put on the goggles, they took care of COVID patients in the homes. They really, it is nurses week, you know, this week. And oh, so, I didn't, I'm not aware. It well, is. How fitting then. This is an even, an even better, even better show today then, Ricky. That's great. And, Stars and, are aligned. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do, we want to take a moment to thank all the amazing, incredible work that nurses do. Um, they really are the engine that that drives the medical vehicles most times you'll find. Um, Ricky, let's begin by talking a bit about Sterling because I'm a huge advocate of going through trusted agencies because I feel that that's where you will get the vetted, most you know impeccable level of care. There's so much at stake when you're bringing people into the home. And for example, you know, you, there, there is an arguably vulnerable, vulnerable population, the senior themselves, um, they are vulnerable mentally, physically, emotionally, and you're bringing someone into their home with access to jewelry, valuables, a checkbook. So it can't be just anyone coming in to sit with mom and dad for a few hours a day. So I'm a huge advocate of going through the proper channels, planning in advance, and really investigating who is out there to help. So tell us a bit about Sterling and why you are different, Ricky. Well, what I love about this agency is um, our moral compass is set straight. It really is. And I love that we have a continuum of care. We can do it all. We have the medical side, which is the nurses, the therapists, the physical occupational therapists, and we have the non-medical side, which are the aides and the caregivers. And the two sides of the agencies work hand in hand together, which is very, very different um, from other agencies. We're also very small. We're boutique compared to the other agencies out there. So you could reach the administrator immediately. You can reach the CEO immediately. That's unheard of with the larger agencies. It's very true. What, it is. What I like most about us is that the ethical moral compass is set right. So, for example, um, we will have a patient who is using the non-medical side caregivers and using the medical side under insurance. And our occupational therapist and our physical therapist will see the patient get stronger and stronger and stronger. And this means that they don't need our aid in there as much. And it's unheard of for the physical or occupational therapist of the same company to actually tell the patient and the family, okay, it's time to downscale. And so we're the only agency that even though there's this almost like a conflict of interest here, 
we're happy when the patients don't need us because it means they're getting better. And I've never seen that before. Yeah. So I've always seen patients interest ahead of the company's interest. Yes. Yes. I have never seen that before. And so when I get a call from my occupational therapy and she's like, um, you know, they don't really need an aid 12 hours. I, I watched the shower. They're safe. They're good. We will let the family know. And, and I really do believe, I mean, even though I'm an attorney, you know, I'm very, part of me is very corporate and structured. I do believe that if you do the right thing, it always comes back to you twofold. Oh, that's and true. what it is, what I've noticed is when we've downscaled, the families cannot believe it. They're like, what? You're calling me to say that we don't need this many hours. They don't even believe me. I go, yeah, yeah. But it's a wonderful way, though, to to continue. You know, that is why your reputation is what it is. I mean, I independently know of the reputation of Sterling. Um, I've always been quite impressed myself. But that's where it comes from. It's that honesty. It's that you're getting what you need and you're not getting sold a bill of goods. It's just real, honest, personalized, top-level boutique care. So... Ricky, is the predominant focus of the Sterling agency those short-term post-surgical occupational needs or occupational and physical therapy needs, or do you find um, that you're that you have more clients just in need of that daytime care, that you know, couple of hours a day companionship, medical assistance care, or is it an even split? Well, it's interesting because we do it all. And so we've had some clients for years and years with us, uh, which doesn't mean they are ill. What it means is that they're jumping from one point of our continuum of care to another. Mm-hmm. So let's say they go in with a hip fracture. They come out of the hospital using our Medicare side and in the home they rehab with nurse, physical and occupational therapist. At the same time, the family pulls in a non-medical caregiver for extra security. Okay. And they continue as the Medicare episode ends, physical and occupational therapy leave the scene under Medicare. The family continues with the non-medical caregiver. They can downscale, they can upscale, they can even bring in a private duty nurse. So a lot of times what happens is we will have private duty nurses or private duty therapists in there simply because it is a luxury and the families feel more secure right. and there's eyes and ears. Sometimes we even have personal trainers in there. Um, if anything happens, they can bounce back to the Medicare episode. So okay. we've had people with us for many, many years who are healthy and Actually having the caregivers and having the help makes them more independent because they're going out to restaurants. They're going out to, um, you know, dances and things. And the caregivers hanging back and otherwise they'd never be able to do this stuff. So it, it truly is a continuum of care. You can handle both sides of the spectrum. You know, Ricky, so when there is a surgery, when there is a fall, there's obviously a more evident need for this type of care. And there's probably less resistance on the part of the senior because they know, I mean, there was, there was an incident, precipitating incident, and now you need the necessary recovery tools. But let's talk about the difficult dialogue that often stems from when it's just time to bring someone else in that push and pull that resistance between 
the the senior who doesn't want to lose autonomy and independence, the adult child who you know has their career, has their own family, who just doesn't have the physical ability to be there as much as they would like. Those conversations are very hard to have, but they're very necessary to have. Let's talk about that side of Sterling. What do you encounter? What what is you know the common thread in those situations from your perspective? Absolutely. It, I mean, you've just described perfectly the sandwich generation. Mm-hmm. It really, you know, if anybody um, is is juggling a career, elderly parents, kids, it is the sandwich generation. And a lot of times, you know, it falls on the women. I, I just, you know, for some reason, um, you know, in my own personal experience, I've noticed I'm, I'm somehow always meeting with the daughters mm-hmm. of the elderly parents. It is a really, really hard conversation to have because nobody wants to admit that they need help. Right. Not us, not our, not our parents, not our kids. Nobody really wants to admit that they're not okay. Mm-hmm. And so the way you approach that conversation is really important because it can actually paint it for future talks. So if you approach it in a way of anger and negativity, um, then your parents are not going to want to talk to you about that again. Right. What I find most helpful is to approach it with a third party. And that's where Sterling Care can step in. A lot of times we have, um, you know, the, the sons, the daughters calling us and saying, look, my mom's not safe living at home. And I've tried to tell her she doesn't want to listen to me. Would it be possible to come to her house to do a safety assessment and walk through? Okay. So that's how the process begins. That's how it begins. I mean, some of it's super obvious. I can pick up who needs home care in two seconds. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and you were at an event last weekend or the weekend before, and I saw people furniture walking. You know, we were in a church and I saw somebody, you know, literally hanging on to the pews, the back of the seats. And I was, you know, and it's hard to... It's hard to, I bite my tongue. You can't walk over to somebody and say, hi, you're at risk for a fall. Do you know that the mortality rate after, right. you can't do that. Right. But you can tell, um, there are these red flags. Are they confused? Are they scraped up? Are they bruising from knocking into doorknobs or getting in and out of cars? Have they fallen before? Are they mixing up their medications? All of these are red flags. Mm-hmm. And I always say to my clients and patients, just because you're lucky doesn't mean you're safe. Right. Right. Because sometimes there are just accidents waiting to happen. Um, You know, the old area rugs in the house that can cause you to trip and, you know, even bathrooms and showers, you know, the older shower, the the tub shower situation where you have to step over into the tub. Um, There are just... Those are the worst. Exactly. And there's so many things that we just take for granted that we think they're everyday thing, you know, non-threatening things, but they, they run the risk. Correct. So the whole, so that conversation, you know, and I think the, I'm sure part of the pitch for this is that how wonderful is it to be able to remain in your home as long as you can age, you know, is beautiful and it's a blessing and a gift, but it robs you of a lot. You're, circle begins to dwindle and change. Um, sometimes limitations fall upon you. So, you know, to be able to stay in your home 
and not have that taken away from you, the familiarity of your four walls is, is a wonderful thing. So is it part of the conversation sometimes that, you know, mom, dad, if we do this, you can stay here. Um, Do you find that that becomes part of the rationale? That is absolutely, absolutely. Um, You want your home to be a safe haven Mm -hmm. and not turn into a prison, first of all. You really want it to be a haven and not a prison. It's your sanctuary. It's it's your your safe space. Absolutely. Yes. And if it's not safe, we can make it safe. We can always make it safe. And if we can't, we will let you know. And if there does come a time that your home is no longer safe for you, we will tell the families. We will tell the clients if they're alert-oriented. And and we do have a senior placement service as well run by a nurse. So it's not just based on, oh, this building is beautiful and, and, and shiny and sparkly, but a nurse actually knows what those communities can do and what kind of skills they have and services available. And again, um, that nurse has a fantastic ethical moral compass. She will not place people at the location where she gets the highest uh, placement fee. She will place people based on her nursing skills and knowledge. Her independent assessment of the situation. Correct. Correct. So Ricky, you, as part of what's offered through Sterling, we have a medical side um, nurses, occupational therapists, physical therapists, but then you have more companion, um, not medically licensed, but companions that can be in the home. That, and uh, am I correct to say they can do driving to appointments? Um, yes. They can just oversee that medication is being taken, meal preparation, shopping, grocery shopping, um, getting someone outside for fresh air. You have that side as well. They can do all that. They cannot give medication. They can't give medication, but they can give reminders to take medication. So supervision of medication. They can give reminders. They can say, you don't forget. Right, right, You know, you have to take your pills. And if they don't, they can also let, you know, whoever whoever needs to know, know that they missed a certain medication. Okay. and the wonderful thing about the companions is not only can they maintain hygiene, shower, yes, you yes. know, dress, meal prep, etc., they're also company. So your loved one is not lonely. And depending upon your loved one, are they chatty? Do they like do they like chattiness? We match the caregiver to your loved one. Um, some people really don't like chatting and they don't like somebody being, you know, right there and hovering. Right. Other people really are lonely and miss the company and they want to scrapbook and play checkers. So right. it's, it's important to find the right match. And with an agency such as yours, you have the resources to do that. You have um, plenty of people in place um, and you have the ability to if this is not a fit, okay, that's fine. Let's move on. Let's try this person. So Correct. again, yet another benefit of going to a trusted agency. I always say, think about this before the crisis sets in, before it's too late and you're just scrambling to find someone because this is too important just to put anyone in there, folks. You need to have trusted, vetted personnel in, in the home space. We really can't stress that enough. 
Absolutely. And and don't wait until, you know, and don't wait till they're hospitalized. Don't wait till right. when you see those red flags, you know. And if the conversation becomes uncomfortable, invite a neutral third party in. Because to us, it's an obvious. And so when we walk into the house and we see what's going on, um, and sometimes the children, you know, they don't want to be there because they really want objectivity. And we will sometimes make those calls and say, well, actually, you know, your mom's right. She's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But again, it goes back to the honesty that you're not going to sell somebody a bill of goods or place them. And I I think that's something that we've taken away today that call Sterling, get a real honest, independent, non-biased assessment. Ricky, how can our time is coming to a close? So how can people contact you directly and just get information? There's no harm in getting information. How can we do that? Absolutely. You can call the agency. That's Sterling Care. And our phone number is 203-532-0500. And uh, you can ask for Ricky directly. um, But we have very knowledgeable people here as well. And if you're not sure what you need, you can always ask for me and we can go through your needs and and, and see. Sometimes we find that you know what? You've called too early in the process. <laughs> you but really you know have. what? That's it's a better early, and then when the yes. time comes, you yes. know who to call. Ricky Goldstein, the administrator Absolutely. administrator of Sterling Home Care. I thank you for the information, and I encourage everyone to give her a call to learn more. There's no harm with getting your education and your information in advance. Thank you, Ricky. And this is Jen Graziano thanking you for taking the time to listen as we took the time to talk. Sign up for the show on timetotalkwithjen.com and listen to all of our episodes. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.